are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They're going to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight in the Smoothie King Center, part of the homestand the team has going on right now. We'll touch on on that in the third segment of today's show but today's show and tomorrow's show gonna be a little bit different we've got a special guest that we'll welcome on here in just a second kendall baker of axios sports the axios sports editor and the writer for the axios sports daily newsletter he reached out to me and said he wanted to come on and talk some pelicans because he finds this team to be one of the most intriguing ones in the league and really has enjoyed watching them so far so i'm not going to say no to something like that So we're going to have him on the show. We're going to break down everything you want to know about the team. We're going to kind of switch roles where he's going to probably ask me some more questions about everything. And this will be split over the next two days of the show. We also get into the NBA in general and a little bit of what it's like to just kind of cover sports uh, in a pandemic and writing newsletters and all of that stuff. So it was a great conversation with him. I had a lot of fun with it. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Joining me now on Locked on Pelicans, I've got Kendall Baker, Axios Sports Editor. He writes the daily Axios Sports newsletter, which is basically a godsend to just catch up on everything that goes on around all of the leagues the night before knowing the biggest stories. Kendall, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you having me. I'm I'm excited to talk to Pels. I know. So so I'm going to let you kind of drive some of this because you reached out to me and was like, can I basically can I come on and talk some Pelicans with you because you you find them to be one of the more intriguing teams in the NBA, which I think is a very good way to describe them. So before we get into kind of the discussion you want to have about them, what have your thoughts been a little bit, maybe sum it up on their offseason and then the start that they've had to the year in this four and three record? Yeah, well, I think so specifically what made me want to talk with you about Pelicans and just watching them, of course, but also uh, starting to think about our first power rankings. And they're one of those teams that I really am not sure where they go, but like the more I think about it, it's like, they're pretty high. It feels like they're pretty high right now. Um, And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway so far is just Brandon Ingram has taken a leap, but in this very like kind of subtle way that I didn't necessarily expect. I've not, you know, watched every Pelicans game, but I kind of just assumed Brandon Ingram's game would just kind of get more efficient, um, but stay kind of scoring dominant. It's almost like he, he's, I knew he was a, somewhat of a playmaker, but now he's like really making plays. The other night, some of the passes he was making, um, it just seems like instead of maybe going up a few ticks and points and getting more efficient, it's like he's adding a few more rebounds. He's adding a few more assists. He's just getting better in kind of all all phases and I, I don't think I anticipated that no you know he I think averaged what uh 24 points per game last season you're like maybe he can get up to that kind of 28 point range maybe kind of threaten to lead the league in scoring on this Pelicans team where he's going to get as many shots as he wants basically outside of Zion Williamson and that's not what this team necessarily needed when you look at this roster with the lack of an elite point guard or just like pure point guard too because they're using Lonzo Ball in different ways 
Eric Bledsoe is inconsistent, I think, in that regard. They need someone to kind of be that playmaker, that creator, and he's stepped into that role very well, like to the point that I don't think any of us who really cover the team were expecting it. He's run some point forward when he was in Los Angeles. They used him as point guard a little bit at times there, but it was never a guy that you thought was going to put up more than four assists per game, maybe on average or anything like that, or a guy that, you know, maybe has a good night and he gets to eight, something like that. Brandon Ingram's averaging 6.4 assists per game right now. That shows you the level. And you saw it in that game against Indiana. He had like every pass in his bag, splitting a double team, coming out of a pick and roll, whatever whatever it was, he had it. Yep. Yeah, and it's like he's so fun to watch once you think about him more as a playmaker because just the speed at which he plays, it's it's a little it, – This is it, it, he obviously reminds me of Kevin Durant just physically, but in, mm-hmm. a, in, in a sense – last night in terms of the, uh, the passes he was making, the frequency at which he was getting his defender on his back. It was kind of, and this is going to sound crazy, but it was kind of like Chris Polish. I literally time. said that on my show yesterday, that he looked yeah. like Chris Paul in that fourth quarter when he took over for five kind of, minutes or so. Kind of crafty and slow, but slow is the wrong word, but it's like patient. It, 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 no, it's, it's, I think it's like in control, right? He doesn't yeah. look rushed. He looks calm. He looks like he knows everything that's going out there on the court. And it's not like, oh no, I need to go and just score or do something. Uh, I get what you're saying. It's not so, it almost seems like the game maybe has slowed down for him in the way he's viewing it, I think. Yeah. And I wonder um, what your take on that is, you know, obviously players develop, players get better. Um, that's obviously happening here, but also from a coaching perspective, from a, a scheme perspective, what do you think uh, new coach has to do with that? You know, I think it's helped. I, you know, I think a lot of this is, is B.I. himself. You know, I'm kind of one of those believers of coach, coaches matter, but probably not the most. You know, it's it's a star driven league. If you don't have star players, a good coach isn't going to do so much for you. I don't think. And then also because these guys make so much money, there's egos in play. They've been great at what they've done for so long. I think sometimes, and you see it in some of these players, they just know they're good and they're going to go and do their thing. And they're not necessarily going to buy into anything a coach is putting out there. They're just going to do what they want. Kyrie Irving's kind of like that. I think to like a certain degree, you need the right kind kind of guy to get through to him because getting buy-in to me is the biggest thing that coaches need to do. And, and coaches can't necessarily get that. It's kind of on the player, I think, to do a lot of that. That's like in any job. You can only do so much, but if the person doesn't want to do it, they're not going to do it. B.I. seems like he wants to do all of this stuff. You know, he eats, breathes, lives basketball. Like that's that's what he is. He watches basketball when he is not playing. It's kind of his entire life revolves around that. And those are the type of guys you think would take some sort of leap. They're going to commit themselves into the gym in the off season. They're going to watch a lot of film, watch some of the great players to learn how to get better. I think you're kind of seeing that come from him also helps that he's actually healthy this off season. He went through the blood clot issue last year. So now he gets a full off season, whatever it ended up looking like for all of these players. And you can kind of go through some of that stuff healthy and train and practice more than he ever has before. And I think that's why you're seeing it, but like he definitely looks more bought in, you know, you didn't see this effort from him even defensively. And I don't think he's a great defender, but he's probably above average, but that side of the ball, a lot of it is just actually trying and carrying on that side of the ball versus physical tools. The fact that he's doing that says a whole lot because that's kind of exactly what this Pelican squad needs. So as much as Stan Van Gundy comes in and puts in a bit of a new defensive scheme of protect the paint, give up three point shots and what have you, and it's working, doesn't work if the guys don't want to go out and do it and BI by stepping up 
and playing that way probably gets a lot of buy-in for the rest of these players. So I, I don't know. I give I give Stan Van Gundy a lot of credit on this. I like that they're running three-hour practices the day after games, uh, which is what Alvin Gentry was not doing and probably instilling more discipline to this team. But it, it starts, I think, with the players and kind of getting the most out of them to like commit to this sort of thing. Yeah. So more to come with Kendall Baker of Axios Sports here in just a moment. But before we get to that, Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ready for some football? The NFL playoffs are here. You've got the college football national title game as well. And oh yeah, there's the NBA season going on currently, which we're talking about every day here on Locked on Pelicans. And if you want to get in on the action, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that I trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. It's already like you won a a bet. They're just giving you free money. They've got the NFL games of the week. They've got all of the prop bets for the national title game and anything you could want to bet on when it comes to the NBA. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Make these games more interesting and get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, then you've got to listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now back to my conversation with Kendall Baker of Axio Sports. I'm curious what your take on this is and what kind of conversations are going on in kind of Pelicans world. I'm, I'm working on a story right now, um, basically about NBA chemistry, um, which is being kind of a theme, I think, for years, just in terms of the amount of player movement there is, which obviously limits just chemistry overall, but also yeah. uh, you mentioned, you know, some coaches practice less than others. You don't really install that much stuff. A lot of teams have offenses that end up looking the same. Like now on top of that, this year, you add the shortened off season, you add the fact that after games, players are basically going back to their hotels and isolated. You're not going out to dinner, right? There's all these elements that are going to hinder the ability to kind of develop chemistry. And on top of that, again, for you guys, young team, new coach, like what's your take on that as, as a, you know, somebody who focuses on a young team with a new coach with, you know, just in terms of chemistry and in this weird season. No, I, I mean, I think it's really important. And you mentioned the shortened off season and kind of some of the things going on here. And I think you can see a lot of teams struggle with it. And what that's why when you get some of these super teams, they struggle right out the bat. It's probably something to do with the Nets and why they're under 500 right now. Go back to the Miami Heat when they formed the big three there back in 2010. They struggled out of the gate, I think, and didn't look all of that good. And it takes a while for these guys to kind of get on to the same page. And I think that's part of the reason why the Pelicans didn't turn the roster over roster over like too, too much. You still have three of the same starters in there and Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson. You know, you added guys like Eric Bledsoe, but he's, he's closer to a role player than one of those like established, established starters in terms of minutes. Steven Adams is a little bit different, but I think that was a really important thing. And, you know, teams with good chemistry jump out at you. I think one of the things I miss not being able to be in arenas that you don't get by watching games on TV is looking at how like a bench is during a game. Are they jumping up and down and celebrating when any random dude on their team makes a shot or are they just kind of quiet when a player that you think they would like doesn't do anything. And it probably tells you a lot about what's going in the 
locker room. And, you know, I think you bring up an interesting point and, you know, you have a guy on this team in Josh Hart who likes to play video games a lot, streaming call of duty. How I'm curious on your take on this now, how much of that do you think plays a factor into some team chemistry where maybe these guys are kind of isolating themselves a little bit more, just being younger guys who grew up playing video games, which maybe some of the older players haven't. Sure. I mean, I, I think just this year is just the, like, it's so interesting if you look at this year in sports in general, um, you know, we've kind of, with, with the bubble, kind of, you know, the on-court action was somewhat kept intact, but all the other threads that tie everything together have just been lost. The in-betweens, the players out in cities, the players going to dinner, just life, life. Yep. And that, and, you know, that's, that, that gets lost in the analytics debate, that gets lost. But I mean, you're on a team, you spend a lot of time together. Um, you, obviously you're still on planes <clears throat> now, but even that is stressful. Yeah, it's just a different environment. And so I definitely think it'll have an impact on, on chemistry for everybody. And just in terms of like the ability to get to know your teammates outside, because there's, you're not in that many normal situations with them now. No, it's, it's interesting because you look at the Pelicans last year who you could claim really disappointed. I think the defense was atrocious and you heard at times a guy like JJ Redick, who was new to the roster last year, mentioned that this is the quietest team he's ever been around. And this is a guy who's only been around winning basketball. Part of that is because, you know, you had the three rookies in Zion and Nikhil Alexander Walker and Jackson A's hanging out, but but those that, guys was, that was kind of naturally quiet. Like Brandon Ingram is yeah. naturally quiet. Zion is not as much, but kind of also like. It, it, but he's a rookie. He's not going to step into this team and be sure. like, I'm going to yell at my teammates and hold them accountable, which is, I think, you know, that's part of chemistry too, being comfortable to go to someone you, you work with and be like, dude, you, you got to step up or you're doing this wrong and this is what we need to do and fix it and not have it be a thing, right? Like you don't want someone to get too defensive in a situation like that, but it, it was a quiet team. And while some guys were hanging out together, Drew Holiday was very family oriented, you know, in his hotel room most of the time when they were out there on the road. And look, as a fan of the team, too, I like it when guys aren't partying in Los Angeles or Miami and all of that. But you're right. There is some sort of hindrance to this sort of thing. Maybe it's better if they are playing cards on the plane, traveling from one city to another. And now with some of, uh, you know, the COVID rules and everything, not being able to go out and have dinners with each other, different things like that. Um, just last year, I remember I was walking into the French quarter and saw, uh, Nikola Vucevic and I think Aaron Gordon of the Orlando magic, just walking around the city by themselves, kind of taking it all in. And that's a good pairing right there of two guys who do have chemistry and you're probably losing a lot of that this season. Yeah, exactly. So it'll just be something interesting to watch, particularly for a team like the Bells. Some more to come with Kendall Baker tomorrow. We'll continue the conversation talking more about the league, the Pelicans, and of course, how you cover sports right now during a pandemic. But before we get to that, today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. The best recommendation I can give you is I spend my own personal money on these things and I eat one daily is basically my lunch before I go and work out. I do this because they're good. They taste good. They come in unbelievably delicious flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and lemon almond cheesecake. Those are the three that I have at my house right now. I've also enjoyed the toffee almond, the orange, the raspberry, and the mint brownie. These things are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar, not a protein bar that's actually healthy for you. And these things are because they're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They have some that have 19 grams of protein 
and just 180 calories. They also have some that have 17 grams of protein, still a lot, and just 130 calories, so you're not wasting all the cardio that you just did at your home, at the gym, or out there on the street. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get your podcasts. So it's a game day here in the Crescent City. Part of a homestand is the Pelicans take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you know what? This is perfect. I like that this is the team that the Pelicans are getting getting this one. Maybe the Oklahoma City Thunder are just what what ails the New Orleans Pelicans. After getting demolished by the Phoenix Suns on the road, they then traveled to OKC, won by 33 points. That was the game that Brandon Ingram was ejected from, and then the rest of the team stepped up. They were able to come through, give the Pelicans a much-needed victory. You know what? That kind of fits in here for what this team probably needs. This is a good game to get those bench guys going. This would be a good game for J.J. Redick to break out of his slump, to see some quality minutes from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. We've seen some decent minutes from Jackson Hayes um, the past two games as well. Let's see if he can continue that. They're enough of a stiff test that they're not going to just roll over and you can just cruise to a victory. They'll fight for a little bit, but overall the talent is still young. They won't give up, but I don't know if they're going to beat at least this Pelicans team over a 48-minute game when New Orleans is kind of dialed in. And after that very disappointing loss that they just completely screwed up uh, the other night against the Indiana Pacers, you have to figure that this is going to be a game where they come out and maybe vent some of their frustration and do it onto the Oklahoma City Thunder. You should be able to get a good game from Eric Bledsoe in this. You should be able to see good bench minutes. That's kind of what you're looking for, right? That's what you really want to see this team get going because if they were getting some bench production at any point this season, they're last in the league by a good bit when it comes to bench points per game, they'd be doing a little bit better. And they're not a bad team as they are right now, um, sitting at four and three and, you know, fifth in the Western Conference when I'm recording this. But you definitely need to kind of build some momentum. And the Pelicans seemed like they were doing that until that debacle that was the end of the game against the Indiana Pacers. So this is the opportunity for New Orleans to show, hey, that was more of an aberration and not the norm. This is the time to use your timeouts wisely to get the bench going. All of that stuff I think is going to be really important. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he might be bobbing away again. Can you defend him on the three-point line just a little bit? You've got Lou Dort in there. You'll see Al Horford in this one. That should provide enough of a test for a guy like Jackson Hayes should he get matched up against him. I don't know. This, this team for the Indiana Pacers plays hard but they're young they're growing they seem a year or two behind where new orleans is right now and they don't have that guy in brandon ingram you get a good enough game from brandon ingram get just enough from zion and let the rest of the guys kind of carry you to victory like they did before that's going to make me feel a little bit better about where this pelicans franchise where this pelicans team is at the moment but let's see how they respond to that unbelievably disappointing defeat to the Indiana Pacers, a game that they should have won. Are they able to mentally respond like they need to? They did not practice yesterday. They were off. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing for what this team needs 
right now. We're going to find out in the game tonight. Again, home cooking never hurt anything either. I'm excited to watch it. There will be fans there in the Smoothie King Center as well. So thank you all for listening to today's show. Enjoy the game tonight. Don't forget more from Kendall Baker tomorrow as we touch on the Pelicans, the rest of the league, and covering sports in general. It was a great conversation. I appreciate having him on. And of course, subscribe to the Axios Today Sports Newsletter. It's a pretty great thing. I read that daily. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.